Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, Clemson. We can't leave them out here um, because I had them on a second screen on Saturday. Um, partially because if I'd had it on the main screen, I think I might have burned my retinas. They they held Wake to Wake's third worst offensive performance of the year and lost by double digits in a game that was not that close. Partially because they were four of twenty one from three. Oh my god! I just saw this score. Yes, and they were. By the way, like I, it was not looking like they they had thirty five points with like two and a half minutes to go. I'm not kidding. Like it was really bad. Like it was. The score is actually better than like it actually was. Wow. It was real wow. ugly. Yeah, that's... And and like it's not like Wake as a defensive stalwart. You know, no. like Wake is horrible defensively. Um. So yeah. It was real, real, real bad. Welcome to an ACC podcast. Oh, man. College basketball this year. It is. It's a thing that's happening, Caroline. And yes, I'm joined (laughs) by Caroline Darney. Um, Caroline, I have to ask you first. What's worse this year? College basketball or The Bachelor? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, um, see, here's the thing with Bachelor. Pete has created a lawless wasteland where he rewards the dramatic behavior, therefore encouraging it, which makes for entertaining television, but also infuriating television. So I'm going to say The Bachelor's worse. Long live college basketball. Pete is like what I feel like a a weird computer, a broken computer <laughs> would make what they consider to be a handsome man. <laughs> Pete is like if someone was frozen in ice for a long time. And then it's a little bit like Captain America coming back and being like, what does this women lie? Like it's, it's like if someone tweeted this, I forget who it was, but it's just like, it's, he acts like he's never heard of lying before. And he's this sweet. And I actually don't hate him he's making some really horrible choices that are making things way harder for everybody in the same vein as like, don't just give people who show up at your house and cry a rose out of the blue. You're breaking all the rules. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> he legitimately doesn't understand what type of dynamics he's creating in the house. <laughs> and he's the snitchiest snitch. <laughs> like, Someone tells him something, and in one sense, I respect it because he's not letting them like shady talk behind each other's back. But he'll go straight to that person and be like, "Yo, Lauren said you were you being a bully," <laughs> and then that not person's to, like, "God damn it, Lauren!" <laughs> not to be like super sexist, but I also feel like that's kind of a man thing, mm, where yeah, like they sure, they yeah. they don't they don't think like in that way, and then it's like wait, was I not supposed to say something? It's like, yeah, no, you weren't. Like, what are you talking about? There's no tact, I think is it. And it's just like, and then there's, there's Kelly. Something ab- yeah, there's something about his face that's like off-putting <laughs> to me where I'm like, it's like when he smiles, I'm like, like I said, it's like a computer version of a smile and not a real one. Like, like it's one of those, like, what is it? The reanimations that they do on like Hong Kong TV or like Chinese TV. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't know yeah, this they, at all. They do like animated reenactments of stuff. Oh my gosh. And like, it Out looks of, like clay. The, uh, like animation, but it's like weird looking and it's like not quite right. And that's I'd like, also what buy he, Pete like, as claymation. 
Yeah. It's just so weird. Like you're almost human, but so close. Not quite. This has okay, been Bachelor sorry. update. That's good. <laughs> no, I mean, I uh, look. You watched The Bachelor last night while I watched um, North Carolina. Oh, um, I had both. I had both girls second TV, no, but I felt like every time not, I looked I, up, there were just free throws happening. So I'm I'm not sure which was more offensive. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I wanted to wait for that game in case North Carolina did something silly because honestly, this season of college basketball, you never know. Um, because like while on paper they should not have beaten Florida State at Florida State after just having lost to Boston College at home like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to assume that and also the games tonight are really bad um like Boston College hosting Duke and Virginia Tech Georgia Tech so I, you I know was like whatever one, that one will actually kind of intrigue me a little bit the the techs tech versus tech uh-huh mostly because now it's that glob to take a Mark Packer term um the glob is is now very interesting to me. Maybe that's because you know I'm covering a team that's firmly ensconced in the in the blob. But um, Georgia Tech is a team that it. Well, I won't even say it's a bummer that Josh Passner had to break a bunch of rules and now they don't have any postseason opportunities because I don't think that they would. No, I know that they are not. They wouldn't have made it anyway. But this is a team that if they hadn't stunk it up in the first part of the season, I know Alvarado was out. Um, well, this is, as I'm saying this stuff out loud, I'm like, none of this is close to being true because they still make a lot of late game mistakes that are really dumb and cost them games against big competition like Duke. Um, but they're much, a much better team this year. And they've got some really fun pieces that I like, that I like to watch that can make shots. Um, but then they also do a ton of dumb stuff. So they wouldn't make the postseason anyway. But it's just like, that one to me, because Virginia Tech, what, two weeks I don't know ago? what's going on with them. Was like yeah. the hottest team in the league. <laughs> I think Carolina broke them. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's very true. Yeah, after after they lost to Virginia, they won a ton of games. Um, and then all of a sudden, now they're like, uh, I don't know. We're really tired. We're t- yeah. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, Landers Nolly should be tired. Yeah, um. <laughs> back hurts, man. I'm just kidding. They actually, you know, if they if they make threes, you're gonna have, yeah. you're gonna have a bad day. If they don't, they're gonna have a bad day, and that's just kind of, you know, actually that's Virginia too. But <laughs> it's like, I mean, and you know, this kind of sums up North Carolina season too, in the sense that like North Carolina was up there a couple weeks ago. Virginia Tech did not make threes. It went to two overtimes, and you <laughs> yeah. still kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, you just kind of knew North Carolina was... And I don't think they had Brandon Robinson or Cole Anthony in that game. No. And that was at Virginia Tech. And it was like, yeah, I mean, it just... And then ever since the Virginia Tech's lost three in a row at at BC, at Miami, Florida State at home, they were closer in the Florida State game, but it took, you know, like a late rally on Saturday to even get yeah. close-ish. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's they're not likely to make the postseason, but you know what? Join the club. In this yeah. year's APC, join the club. And Florida um, State, what I really like about this team, besides the fact that Lennon Hamilton's just amazing, um, wonderful, is their ability to recover from their own mistakes, right? Yeah. So, like when they mess up, they are going to create opportunities for themselves and take them. That last part is the, is the important thing. Like they're going to take the opportunities created. Um, because when they so like the end of the first half, right? Like Carolina was actually looking pretty confident; they looked good. And then out of seemingly nowhere, Florida State goes on this little like mini nine nothing run because just about every single person on that team can hit a three, um, even Raekwon Gray, which if you follow my me, favorite. I tweeted about the other day my, when they played Virginia because he had made Raekwon five Gray. all season and he hit two. He was two for two in the first five minutes of the game in Charlottesville. And I was like, good Lord. And he, yes, he is outstanding. I love him. Two, six, eight, <laughs> two sixty. Yes. He's, I love him. He's perfection. And, and they have the, like legitimately, they send a guy to the bench and a guy that looks just like him build like hair. Like they just trade out people like every single position. They're like, all right, next you know, they must assign them by just like letters and they're like, all right, you go in for this guy. It's unbelievable the way that he recruits in the athleticism. And we talk about this all the time with Florida state, but, but Devin Vassell is just coming into this. It's just like 
beautiful progression of his game where he can pull up and hit shots, hand in his face, out of nowhere, big moments, not big moments. And I just really like watching this. And that's what they do. Like these games, they, it was like that in the first game against Virginia. Then they followed up with that game against Miami. That was way closer than needed to be. Um, Florida State this year is the team that you get, or for a little bit, they were the team that you get the alert for. <laughs> That's like close game alert. And then you turn it on and the, the highly ranked team ends up winning anyway because they're just better than the other team. And Florida yeah. State takes advantage of that. This is this is Lenny's, I think, one of his best defensive teams in a while. I don't know yeah. what Ken Palm would suggest, but because they don't, I think, have like NBA talent necessarily. And that's right. been a while since they've had like that one or two guys that you were like, oh, that guy's going to play in the pros. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they they this year are winning, um, you know, with their defense the way they used to and not having a bunch of highly touted, highly touted. Do- Last year's defense was statistically better but not by a whole lot and i think that's what this year's team brings to the table i like them a lot because they just like you said it's the annual tradition of like i didn't know that guy played there who is that yeah and then they're there for seven years i swear trent forrest has been on this team since i was in college like yeah and it's incredible that he the consistency with which and and sometimes and this is why a lot of people talk about like florida state is so, you know, like how underrated they are non like every year and how underrated Leonard Hamilton is. And I think sometimes I, I agree with the latter. Like I, I think he's an outstanding coach um, that doesn't get enough credit. I don't think, um, but they're always really difficult to predict because a lot of times they won't finish super high in the ACC. They'll be in like the top five, but they've only been the top three or four. They've only gotten a buy like once in the last like five seasons. I think I looked it up. The, so it's not like the, you know, they should be being picked number one in the conference every year. Um, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. Duke obviously has that locked in every year, the preseason favorite. But the way that they progress and grow throughout the season and then their consistency in the tournament over the last few years, I think oh, yeah, has been yeah, what yeah. the marker of, of Leonard Hamilton actually is. And that's what's impressive. Like he's been, you don't want to see a Florida State team in the tournament ever yeah, for like sure. at all yeah. like you don't want to see that because if they get into foul trouble they've got another really good player that can come in and do just about the same things and they can shoot well and if they don't shoot well they have the length and ability to get to the rim and that's like just exactly what you want in a tournament team you know they're 57 and 3 in their last 60 at home it's nuts especially since <laughs> that's not really a place that people are like let's go we got four state bass and they should be there doing that. They're but, like, we have basketball question mark. Yeah. And you sell beer in there, man. Go to games. It's fun. I've been there. Oh, it's, it can get lit in there when, uh, when the t- a team comes to town that interests them. That's for yeah. sure. Golden girls, uh, man. That's a whole, yeah. You got the best band in the ACC. Get out uh-huh. there, man. I'm telling yeah. you what, their game day should be the best one in like in the conference. <laughs> the stuff I know. you have to show people. It's not like you have football to fall back on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Too soon. They're enjoying their top ten ranked team. <laughs> oh boy. Are they? I don't they know. They should be. They, should, they be. should be. I know. I'm with you on that. Um yeah, so that's good. I'm glad that we could do that and give credit instead of talking about North Carolina. Um two games now with Cole Anthony back. Oh and two. How do you um, think he's looked? So obviously he had limited minutes in the first game. Um, and they had other issues. Well, I mean, it felt that way at times. Like, again, I was just, I had like three games on, but, um, or when I first started watching, like he came, he came in. Whatever. Um, yeah. How do you think he looked? I thought he looked much more comfortable in the Florida State game, obviously, which makes sense because he's had a little, knock a little the rest off. But do you think he's busy back? Like, what percentage is he at of his early season? Everyone freaking out about Cole Anthony. I think physically he looks fine to me. Um, I, I, you know, it's weird. Cause actually I'm like looking at his numbers and he might've looked more comfortable against Florida state, but like his numbers are way worse, <laughs> <laughs> which means he was way more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right. He's not, I mean, I think like what it is with him is nothing about him individually, but it's like, I think we all assumed, at least I did that like North Carolina's offense had struggled so much that like, okay, if you add in this guy that is a very good offensive player back into the mix, when some guys are starting to figure it out, like that can only be a positive thing. Right. No, 
except for the fact that like now what I think you see happening is a lot of guys roles changing and things like that. Like Garrison Brooks was amazing without Cole and he has just not been the same player. Yeah. Um, And just roles change, things change. And then especially with Brandon Robinson going out on that play at the end of the BC game, which I hate because I, I, and this is nothing. Okay. This is nothing against the Boston college, like the Boston college player in particular. I think it was Hamilton. Because this is not his fault. This is college basketball's fault. I like p- people hate the flops and stuff, and fl- I I don't like them. But I hate that play worse than any in college basketball, other than like fouling somebody in the air, like on a breakaway. Those yeah. are my two least favorite plays because, like, basically, nothing that Brandon Robinson did on that play impacted that guy's shot attempt. Nothing. Like he literally saw that he missed it and put his leg out into Brandon Robinson (laughs) and that's why he landed on it and got hurt and like it's not his fault he wasn't trying to hurt him yeah but but like that's what college basketball rewards and I I don't like it um because like it's a dangerous play whether it's like kicking your legs out to get you know to draw contact or like on a three-pointer or whatever it is it's like I just I don't I don't care for it um I, I don't care for that type of if you flop on a three, okay, whatever. I don't care. But like, if you do that, I don't like it. I just don't. Um, but that's just me. That's my little soapbox. But like, no um, one wants to feel sorry. You know, like it's no one wants to feel sorry for Carolina. You know, I like do for outside. Brandon, though. No, I mean for the outside outside world. Like there are college. Oh no, no, no. And and that's not like, even oh, what this is. No, yeah, I that's know. not what I'm, this is for me. But I have a little bit of it, and I don't know why. And I think maybe it's because some of the stuff is so like, like I think I said this before, but they're not like fun bad. No, they're not like they're not like a bunch of like if a team with a bunch of five stars that everyone talked about the entire season. I understand they have Cole Anthony and people talked about Cole Anthony before the season started, but like there's just something with like him getting hurt and then Brandon Robinson. I want to just give that kid a hug. What bad luck he's had. Like I know, and this is a senior if, season. Like yeah, it sucks. If you have to miss like what three, four games because you got hit by a drunk driver, drunk driver. it's just like come on. And then man. got harassed by your own fans online, and then come back and roll your ankle like two games later after playing really well. Like I just that stinks, and you know, but it is on a play where he gets called for a foul that results in essentially the game clinching free throws. Yeah. Like <laughs> bless his heart. But I Although think to be, it's, to be fair, like the, the, like I'm not saying this isn't me saying that's why North Carolina lost that game. Like they had a trash last possession <laughs> yes. and they were, they, they did not make plays down the stretch of that game and they had countless opportunities. So like, that is not me saying yeah. that. I just don't like that particular play in college. Yes. I want to be clear. This is not a referee. Like, screwing someone's team it's just more of like a, i don't think that we should call things that way in college basketball but so there's um, still the discussion now about it's, it's uh, whether it. or not they can make the tournament no 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 <laughs> because and that's my t- I, I look at it you know it is ridiculous that there's still three top eight teams for them to play but i don't know that that's enough to counteract not home losses or home loss to 162 Boston college and a home loss to 140 Wofford. Right. And, and losses that, to Georgia also, Tech. God, is it Clemson. wild? In a, we, we live in a world where Wofford is better than Boston college. Yeah. Um, we do actually, to be fair, we've lived in that world for at least a few years now, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that also assumes that they win every other game. And that, I don't know any reason we should assume that. There's yeah, no that's the bigger that. thing to me because I heard that last night on the broadcast, and it was like, "Well, if Carolina picks up two of the three against Duke and Louisville, and doesn't no. lose any others," and I was like, not, "Do you hear happen. that sentence? Just like say it again out loud, people! Yeah. Like, come on, this is this is like not a team that can do a thing that many like to describe as scoring. Mm. It's shooting and scoring the basketball." Kind it's of important. Honestly, kind of surprising to me, having watched both, that they're that far ahead on Ken Palm in offense ahead of Virginia. I think it's because they don't turn it over. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually, they're, they're 86 nationally in turnover percentage, and they get a ton of offensive rebounds. They're, they've yeah. always done that well. Yeah. So you add those in, and those go into the four factors. And Virginia doesn't really do much of either of those two. 
No. So that's that's why I think they're so far ahead. I, I um, did I did laugh after the Florida State Virginia game when Braxton Key was like, "Look, seventeen turnovers and eleven assists against a good team like Florida State that makes you turn yeah, it man. over. We'll take it, man." <laughs> yeah. Just like, and I mean, he's not wrong. Like, and that's stuff too. Like, if you're trying to fix turnovers, the last team that you want to see is like Florida State, oh, yeah, Florida State and State like ever. West Virginia. Like, these are teams that like you don't want to play when you're having those struggles. Um. Oh yeah, I see that. I'm looking at their comparison yeah they're they're not horrible in every single thing except shooting you and i that's hope kind like, of important <laughs> you understand that when they play each other next weekend so oh virginia's, my god virginia's 348th in three-point shooting and carolina's th- 323rd i Look feel like that. it's gonna turn into like an actual three-point shooting contest and we're all just oh, gonna quit be really and shut our laptops and like throw them away <laughs> we might satman's to gonna hit like four it's gonna be great <laughs> Let's. We gotta sneak some white claws in. Mm. Just enjoy it that way, because there'll be no. I mean, Carolina is making because, like, okay, I I tweeted out a stat that Carolina was like three of sixteen from two at one point, and people were like, "Why is that surprising? This team's horrible offensively." I'm like, the last place team in the country in two point shooting makes like forty three percent, so it's surprising, idiot. Um, (laughs) like, sorry, that's still surprising, um, because that's horrible. And yeah, they just don't, they cannot shoot from anywhere on the court. Insert Dr. Seuss, like, rhyme here. Yeah. They cannot shoot from the elbow. They cannot shoot from the foul line. They cannot shoot from the three-point line. It's... I can't. They can't shoot. It's very important. Like, that's literally their issue. Like like you yeah. said, I mean, they and they don't force a ton of turnovers defensively. Other than that, they are, like, pretty decent in every other thing. Except for shooting. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. It's and it's when they I mean they're committed to it when they Oh man, I felt like they got blocked so many times last night. Um anyway, that's probably I mean that's enough North Carolina talk. They're not making the tournament. Sorry. I'm I don't I, you can old takes <laughs> expose me if you want. I don't really care. It's <laughs> it's not happening. Um yeah. And you know, I, I think they'll get it together and look better. Um, but that's very relative at this point, really. Um, speaking of falling off a cliff, since we did bring up, uh, Virginia Tech and speaking of North Carolina, having looked better at one point in time, oh, state. Mm. Oh boy. Um, Um, yeah. mm. I mean, look, they lost to Louisville. That's whatever. Um, the thing that, and Grant, if you have a, that was the McMahon game, um, what, 23 he finished with? Uh, something like that. Uh, God bless Braxton Beverly, who I know is playing through like a back that he can't even stand up on the sideline with. That's how Ugh. bad it is. But you don't need to help off of Ryan McMahon. No. Just l- literally stay on him, Braxton. Like, I, that, don't- I, I looked up a couple times and was like, why is Braxton Beverly on McMahon? Well, who else is Braxton going to guard? That's the problem. Yeah. Yes, he had he had twenty three points, um, and yeah, once they let McMahon get cooking, that was kind of all she wrote because Louisville was horrible in the first half, and they had turned it over like eleven times in the first like six minutes, and still either like led or were only down one, and that's when you knew State was in trouble. Yeah, and I looked at it too, and I was like, I mean, what's this closest they got? They got within four, was uh, it four or five? Yeah, four? and. I looked down, looked back up. I felt like two minutes later and it was 20. It was like, what happened? Just in, it's just going to be, I, this has become state's thing or it is still state's thing. It's not become, it's still state's thing. I don't know what to do with them. Every season, I started the season. I was like, I like the pieces that they have. And then something weird happens. um, And they, just are weird and then you don't know if they're going to win games and then they come back and they win some that they you don't think that they should and then lose ones that are mind-boggling but then also when it gets to the point i don't know it's um and i do feel for them regarding like that carolina game because we all knew that was coming um i really didn't <laughs> i did <didn't>. you <laughs> no my poor mom she called the next day and was just like i'm very upset and i was like i know she She's should like, be oh, yeah um I just, and like there's something ugh. to be said about that panic feeling 
because, and this is a maybe weird comparison or whatever, but Uh and not quite the same, but yeah, (laughs) the first game under Bronco Mendenhall, Virginia lost to Richmond. Um, I think it was Richmond. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and as soon it was early in the game, it was like a muff punt or something. And Richmond took over and scored and whatever. As soon as that happened, there was a feeling everywhere. The players, the stands, like everyone was like, oh, here we go again. Nothing's changed. And you can feel that vibe. Like there's something sports world. You can feel the shift in the. Oh, I could feel it in the game itself. Right. Yeah. Like you can feel that like. It's that <laughs> Grand Theft Auto meme where he's like, ah, shit, here we go again. Like, that's a physical thing, like, feeling that happens in the arena. And Coach Mendenhoff to the game and even said that, where it was like, you could tell on the sidelines that the players were like, oh, we've already lost. And it's that, and I'm not saying, it, it's not wrong. Like, I don't blame any of these kids or these fans for feeling that way. I've felt that yeah. way at sporting events, where it's just like, ah, crap. Like, I mean, every Virginia, Virginia Tech game, Virginia fans have felt like that for 15 years until this year, where it's like, ah, shit, here we go. We're going to lose again. And yeah. so I don't know how you, I don't know how you break that. Yeah. And, short I mean, of winning. Look- and then it's, <laughs> I mean, we talk about this before. If it doesn't happen this year, when is it ever going to happen? One of those type things. Like, yeah. if you can't take advantage of beating this crummy, struggling UNC team, like, when are you ever going to beat them? So it's... Yeah, I mean, Steven, who was on my pod last week, uh, Kula Wolf on Twitter, he tweeted out, NC, and he had touched on this with me, but I think he looked it up. NC State's ranks in shooting categories since January 1st. 330th in effective field goal percentage, two, 231st in two-point field goal percentage, 343rd in three-point field goal percentage. How? That's my thing. I'm sorry. Like, I know state fans will be like, well, we don't run an offense. I don't care. Like, you could accidentally run an offense and have better stats than that. Like, And yet, Markel pulling up last second at, <laughs> at Virginia hits that one. I'm sorry. I'm not bitter. It's fine. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, that's that's a microcosm, though, of like that glimpse into him was what I think state yeah. fans expected to see. Yeah, and that was a that, that was a tough shot that he hit. I don't know. He did that all of last year. Like they have yeah. guys on this team that are talented, and I don't. The thing about Mark, I think Markel has been, and I don't want to like single out one guy too much, but I think a lot of guys on this team have made a lot of progress. Honestly, like I think DJ Funderburg is better. I think CJ Bryce yeah. is better. I think Davin Daniels is better. Jericho Helms, they are all better. So for people that are like, oh, I don't know if 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 Keats is developing guys, I think that he is. But Markel has just kind of taken a step back, and I don't know why. And and it feels like the ball kind of stops with him at times, and. And that's not good. I mean, they've they've got to figure out a way to facilitate the offense through him because there's not another option. Like it's not like they can play another point guard. They don't have one. Yeah. So and that's <laughs> and a lot of teams have that. You know, if so and so is off, like everything falls apart. But it feels ex- especially true with Markel. Yeah, I mean, you have a senior point guard who had a great season last year, who was great from three, it was great from the foul line, right? And and this year, it's just, you know, I mean, he's, he's just kind of a, a mess. Like, he's, I think he's shooting, he shot 42% from three last year. He's 25 this year. Yeah. That's he tough. shot 75 from the foul line. He's 54. And that's oh. gone up recently. Ooh. That's gone up. It was in the 40s, not that long ago. Like, his assist rate is, is up, actually, weirdly. I don't know how. Um but that's that's about it and and it's just you know i don't know maybe him having to take over last year was like a more comfortable spot for him as opposed to like having more guy i don't know i i don't have the answer yeah. but they've got they've got to get it figured out and and it's all going to go it's all going to hinge on markel it really is um and you know i i, I still am a kevin keats believer i am too um, so is i'm, he, I'm what, gonna, is he year what now is this 3 uh, is it two or three? I think it's two. I want to say two. Because I think was there 20, in twenty eighteen. No, you're right. This is three. You're right. This is three. Because Gottfried. Because somebody can. By the I way. By the way. He so, was their last coach. <laughs> Sorry. So but, no. By the way, speaking of Gottfried, as somebody, somebody, uh, I think it's like a state fan. And by the way, it's like the saddest competition online ever of like state and Carolina fans competing about who has the worst offense. Um. <laughs> 
it's, it's very sad. But uh, one one person asked me if Cole Anthony was Carolina's Dennis Smith Jr. And I was like, no, for several reasons. And as somebody yeah. pointed out accurately, first of all, Dennis was better by a yeah. lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not debatable. Uh, the second one is Dennis's teammates were better. I don't care what y'all say. You look at that state roster and tell me that that wasn't a better roster than what Carolina's is right now, especially when you take into account some of the injuries Carolina's been dealing with. Like, it's not close. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I mean, Baycott, yeah, is another five-star, but, you know, nobody on the perimeter, you know? Yeah. No, Nobody. Nobody. That, that team had a young Yurt Seven, a young Markel Johnson, um, Torin Dorn, Terry Henderson, who had a great season that year, actually. A really good season. Um Abdul Malik Abu, like no. The reason that that Mark Godfrey got fired was because that team should have been way better. Like, yeah, no one, no one thought Carolina was going to be this bad, and I still don't think they should be this bad. Don't get me wrong, but like you can explain it. That state team should not have been that bad. It just shouldn't have been. <laughs> so yeah, no, anyway. that's not fair. I mean, yeah, Oof. it's Oof. bad. Hey, well, you know what though? There's, there's a. Uh, and and Louisville did what it needed to do. Got an ugly twenty point win. They'll take that. So, you know, accepting them in Florida State. Duke did what it needed to do. Yeah, and that, that so this is a weekend. So this to me, this weekend was really big for a few reasons. Like the big three this year, <laughs> which um, you know, obviously Duke, Louisville, Florida State, all went on the road, and all went on the road to teams that could at least like make things spicy. <laughs> if you, I guess, sorry, they weren't all on the road. Two of them were on the road. Louisville and Duke were on the road. Florida State played. To, no, they did go on the road on, sorry. Ugh, first cup of coffee on Saturday when they played at Virginia Tech. So when you had Duke at Syracuse, Louisville at NC State, and Florida State at Virginia Tech all the same day, those are all games that realistically could have been, those were big opportunities for the home teams, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, all three won, which I think is good for, I, guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I agree. So Leonard Hamilton, after the Virginia game, I asked him a question about, you know, people, people say that the ACC is down this year. Like what, you know, what's your take on the grind every night, whatever. And, and he, uh, now definitely my favorite, used the same comparison that I used during football season, which was, look, when the teams that people aren't used to seeing at the top aren't all there, they assume that the conference is just therefore worse. So when in football, when it's not Miami, Florida state, um, Virginia tech, like as the top teams, then people are like, Oh, wake forest and Virginia are good. The ACC must suck. Like, did they, are they as good as, you know, that's a debate for another day. Like I understand people still say the ACC sucks, whatever. But I enjoyed watching ACC football this year way more than I've enjoyed watching ACC basketball. Absolutely. Well, that too. <laughs> but, you know, this year, and, and there's no doubt that the top isn't as strong as it was last year because those three teams that you had in Virginia, Duke, and North Carolina were just unbelievably fun to watch and really good and had star players and all that good stuff. But his point being, look, now because it's Louisville and, and Florida State up here hanging out in Virginia and North Carolina and this little rebuilding thing or whatever, Struggle City, and then you have, like, Syracuse starting to do things and Syracuse, no one trusts Syracuse because they're Syracuse and it's not March yet and they don't have some weird run to the Final Four in them. Like, so I get that kind of discussion of, like, are they, I think the middle chunk is significantly better than last year. So it's all really weird. So are the top teams winning good for the ACC? Yeah, I guess, because then there are at least three strong teams that people respect as, like, really good in the country. But at the same time, like, you don't have an opportunity for more teams to make the tournament by upsetting big... It's all very catch-22, in my opinion, because if Syracuse won, it says Duke isn't good, not Syracuse is better than people want to give them credit for. See, but, I would... I actually think the middle is better. was better last year. Really? Like, I yeah. think Georgia Tech is significantly better. I think Pitt I think, significantly okay. better. I think Notre Dame significantly better. Clemson's better. Um, we're splitting we're splitting hairs here, but I think, like, what you may be referring to is more like the, mid, the middle bottom, or, like, the bottom. The bottom, I would say, yes. I would agree that the bottom is better than last year, I for think sure. the bottom is a smaller chunk, I guess is maybe my point. That yeah, there are yeah, more yeah. teams in the middle competing that it's tougher to go to a location and get a win than it right, was right. last year. So, like, there's the top three, and I guess there's technically, like, the bottom two. Like, but there were- is, like, the bottom. But even, like, 
a couple teams. Yeah, in the that bottom is less well defined. Yeah, yeah, like going to there Boston are, College yeah. will be my thing. Where like Brad Franklin from Cavs Corner and I always joke about like that's where good teams go to die is Conti Forum. Like Duke four years ago lost it, or three years ago lost at yeah, Boston yeah. College. Like going to play there is this weird little enigma, and I, it's just this creepy. Well, not creepy. I, it's a lovely arena. It's usually not super well attended because it's not that, you know, people aren't that stoked. It's always hot. Like, it's, so it's like a whole thing. Really? But I guess it's hot. Don't they play hockey there? Yes. That's why I was like, what is happening? Maybe it was just the that's one really time weird. I went. Maybe it was the one time I went. But I was PNC like, Arena is always like a tundra. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> but I, don't I, know, saw, I guess that's Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Lerner was there for her first yeah. time. She covers Louisville for the athletic. And she was like, I am wearing my jacket to press row. Like it is freezing in here. I was like, yeah, you kind of get used to it. But it's no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. But like last year, there were nine top 50 excuse me, top 41 Ken Palm teams. Yeah, and that's the thing where then the argument kind of falls apart. Because then it's, I look, I've watched a lot of Big Ten, I've watched a lot of SEC, I've watched a lot of ACC, and I sit there and I'll, a lot of times I think like, do I think a middle of the run ACC team could beat this team? Um, and there are a lot of cases where I do. Like, I think a game between like oh, sure. Illinois and Virginia Tech would actually probably, and I understand they do the ACC Big Ten Challenge. There's so much stuff with matchups there and when you play and all that good stuff. That's why I like Miami beat Illinois. Yeah, and and you know, like Florida At State, Illinois, and Florida State lost to Indiana. Do we really think that those aren't going to get like that? Those would repeat, yeah. you know. And, and so no, this is the dumb year in college basketball. Yeah. State, like, so I, I look at the Ken Palm numbers and they're saying they're going to put like 12 of the 14 Big Ten teams in the tournament. And I'm like, get out of here with that nonsense. What are you talking about? That's yeah, absurd. I That's an I absurd agree with you on that. From any con- yeah. like, because y'all dubbed the Big Ten like the conference because you put Michigan state first unanimous number one. Um, they anyway. were not, I didn't vote for them. Oh, they weren't. Okay. There you go. They weren't. unanimous. <laughs> I don't I, think it was just me, but no, it's, Kansas there actually. Sorry. When I say unanimous, I mean like I, I it was a consensus. It was a consensus. Con- like they were across the board, all of the different polls, number one. So the, in the AP poll in the CBS sports one that they did, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the preseason polls, that's the better way to put it. Not that they were, unanimous in the AP preseason sorry but anyway that's my rant about basketball this year no you're fine I mean it's it's it, look across the board it has just it's not been the most aesthetically pleasing year it just has not um so I'm not just trying to throw the ACC under the bus I'm just saying like you know like last year they did have like three teams that were worse than 105 in Ken Palm and this year they only have one or two so that's not that big a difference. Oh, well, um, whoops. But, <laughs> but like there are more teams, like there are a bunch of teams in that 50 to 90 range where you yeah. go, okay, you know, who knows what could happen on a given night. But I do. Yeah. I mean, I think ideally you would like a fourth team to be in that 25 ish range yeah. or at least the thirties, as opposed to like 53 is the biggest, like there's a big drop from Florida state on paper. Yeah. Um, to the next best team. And yeah, Syracuse um, played fine against Duke, but like Vernon Carey is Vernon Carey. He's been playing really well. Um, They get Wendell Moore back in that game, which didn't necessarily pay off in that game for Duke, but I think it will defensively. I think that's been a big missing piece for them um, Mm -hmm. defensively big time because yeah, they haven't been as good um, when he was out. So yeah, we'll see with Duke. I'm not, I mean, I know Boston College is the place where weird stuff happens, but I... Yeah, I, they should be fine up there. They they really should be Same fine. Same as and last then, words. Um, and then Duke Carolina, the anticipation builds. It doesn't. I don't <laughs> I don't know why they're doing game day there. I really don't. I don't. When I saw that, I was like, uh, guys? Is it at Carolina? Yeah. Oh. It, apparently, um, and I'm I'm reaching out to I, Brian Ives from ESPN Stats and Info, um, a way to worthy on Twitter. If you don't yep. follow him, he's a good follow. Um, I'm going to reach out to him, see if he wants to hop on the pod to preview that game. Um, but he said that it's not the first time that an under 500 team has gotten game day, which surprised me. But huh. <laughs> the, so take that, Carolina Ducators. <laughs> when you look to Ew. Wednesday night, um, Clemson comes to Virginia. What do you oh, make of that? Game? God, no, thank Talk you. Talk to me about this game. So I was I was high on Clemson for a hot minute, um, and I was trying to be. God, can you believe Clemson beat Duke? 
That's funny. Clemson has <laughs> wins over William, like Roy Williams, Coach K, and Bayheim this season. <laughs> and they beat Syracuse. I mean, yeah. at home, but still, like, yeah, they. Um, I think Clemson's only road win this year. Here's here's how dumb this year is. Clemson's only road win is at Carolina, <laughs> a place where they had never won. <laughs> oh. I just I look at it and I'm I'm always curious like so, yeah. you know this Virginia team is is one that they've found a way which I think is impressive they're in every game which um I think there's something to be said for that. Here's my fun stat for the day. Yeah. Um Kihei Clark is averaging 5.9 assists per game. Uh-huh. Which that's good considering that no bonkers. one can shoot on that team. <laughs> they <laughs> They have that's that's seventy fourth like, yeah. offense in the country, and they're that's shooting. That alone <laughs> deserves like an Eric Green level shout out. Because yes. I remember the, the year I voted Eric Green for Player of the Year, I think he had like one of the best assists rates in the country, in spite of the fact that like literally no one else on his team could shoot. Yeah, and granted, the turnover rate is not good, but his yeah. assist rate, um, yeah, it's twenty first actually second. Yeah, and it's second in the conference. I'm, you know, I'm a Kihei stan. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this isn't meant to be like to all the haters out there. I, th- I was just surprised by the stat because yeah, I mean, like, in order I to talk about assists, this, people uh-huh. have to make points. Kind of important. Make <laughs> points. You make points. I know the sport of basketball, <laughs> um, and it's just you know, it's one of those. What has been good in the past couple games is you know, Wilda Tenside deciding like or not deciding. This is a kid that transferred from junior college. He shot forty seven percent in junior college. And that was what he was brought to Virginia to do. They needed a shooter. They found a shooter late in the you know, transfer cycle, all this stuff. And when he came in or when he got here or after he was here in practice, I know he tweaked his wrist a little bit and he's been sl- like, I think that affected some of the shooting early. Um, but in the last, I don't know, handful of games, he's about like 15 for 30, including going seven for 14 at Wake Forest. Wait, and how do you say his last name again? Because CL and I struggled with this. <laughs> Wolda Tensai. I, oh, I did get it right. I yeah. said Sai. <laughs> yeah, you right. got it, yeah. Yes. Um, so, and the, you can either say Tomas or Thomas. I think he responds to both. Because <laughs> I asked Coach Bennett and he was like, uh, we were saying Tomas and then we just started saying Thomas. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, <sighs> but by him, like, being a threat from outside, yeah, that opens up so much stuff on the inside for Kihei. Because, like, Look, are people going to get frustrated by the drive and get it blocked by the seven and a half footer for Florida, Florida State or, you know, whatever? Yeah. But also, he has to create some of those situations. That's where he sets himself up for some of those, oh, no, I'm in too deep and I'm kicking it out to the top of the key and now it's a turnover. But there's also times where against Virginia Tech, against Florida State late, like, he won them that game against Florida State. So, um, but it's also... You know, Jay Huff has finally gotten a couple big shots, and his defense was outstanding against Florida look at, State. Look at him learning to hedge. We I see, know. Jay. We see you. Um, and uh, I, for those who have seen, he has a missing tooth. I don't know if you've seen this. No. Seen, yeah. So if you go to the ACC Network um, Instagram page, <laughs> you're welcome, ACC Network. No, it's kind of, um, there was a picture a few couple weeks ago where it's like, you know, they go hard, like in ACC games are hard, whatever. And it's like Jay with one. So I ran into him here in Charlottesville because it's one of those things like in a post game, like you don't want to sit there and like use a question to ask the player like, oh, Jay, yes, we noticed you're missing a tooth. Could you elaborate? Oh my um, God. That's, that's like my actual brand. I know. Post game. <laughs> I thought of it was one of those, like, and so he was like, you could have asked me. I was like, oh, I know I could have asked you that you would have answered, but like sometimes I have to get stuff to like, yeah, Do you guys not I'm... get them like one on one? No. Oh, yeah. Last year we used to get more breakout, but they're renovating the room where we did the breakouts. So now it's oh. we get them at the table. So it's in front of everybody, and like you know. Oh no, I get. I wouldn't have asked that in front of everybody. Yeah, either. that's the. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know the full story because he gave me a couple like joke lines. It's almost like the Bachelor last night, where he was like, "I got attacked by a puma," when really I ran into a golf cart. Um, Oh my god! <laughs> but he apparently it's stemming from something that happened in sixth grade. So he has a like reta- retainer thing that take come he can take out that has like the tooth like a real like whatever that fake tooth like attached to it. Oh. So it in because it's literally a front tooth. Like it's okay. one of the two front teeth. Um, and he said it was a hockey accident, but then mentioned Isn't he from Durham. Yeah, but then mentioned air hockey 
also. Oh, so okay. I think it's more like, and he's such a funny. He's a, he's a great kid and like he's really funny so i could totally see some sort of air hockey incident happening and him saying that he got injured in a hockey game um but that's the <laughs> okay then it's wow. my fun yeah he's great uh, but yeah well, so if you <laughs> jay hoff he's been working really hard he's killing it um he actually came up with some huge rebounds like using those long arms to bring him in so that's what i think a lot of virginia fans if you see those little improvements along the way that is going to count for a lot with some of these with the fan base at this point uh, Clemson, we can't leave them out here um, because I had them on a second screen on Saturday. Um, partially because if I'd had it on the main screen, I think I might have burned my retinas. They <laughs> they held Wake to Wake's third worst offensive performance of the year and lost by double digits in a game that was not that close. Partially because they were four of twenty one from three. Oh my and- god! I just saw this score. Yes. And they were, by the way, like I, it was not looking like they, they had 35 points with like two and a half minutes to go. I'm not kidding. Like it was really bad. Like it was, the score is actually better than like it actually was. It was real ugly. And, and like, it's not like Wake as a defensive stalwart, you know, like Wake is horrible defensively. Um, So yeah. It was real, real, real bad for Clemson. And Amir Sims had like five of their 14 made field goals. Everybody else was just horrible. So you're um, telling me they're going to have a bounce back game. <laughs> I mean, like anything remotely competent would probably qualify. But yeah, <laughs> I, so. think, I think Virginia fans would take a 19% shooting from three. Oh, God. Just, but Wake was seven for 25. Like Wake did not play well and won easily. And we're talking about Wake. Like, okay. Yeah. So I, so Clemson, I don't know what you are. Um, I don't. This is, you know. It, and look, I think, you know, we've seen this with North Carolina. And we saw it with Clemson playing Duke at home. When you play teams that have become name brands in the ACC and Virginia probably qualifies, you are probably going to get a little bit of energy that you would not normally get from that team. Sure. Um, you know, so that that definitely could happen, but they are just disgusting, and they should feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. They should you should be ashamed. Um, I probably shouldn't be so mean, considering everyone in college basketball is gross this year. Like North Carolina, what did they shoot from two against Florida State? It was really bad. It was like, oh, they ended up a crisp fifteen of forty nine. Ooh. Well, at one point they were like six of twenty two in the second half from two, though. So yeah. It's real bad. Yikes. Real bad. That's aggressive. Ugh, I just, this season, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need it. NCAA I need basketball like, 2020. Ugh. <laughs> I need, I need like Carolina and Duke and State and Virginia to like get their recruiting classes in and for like us to get our watchable basketball back. Please. Thank you. Yeah. That's. Um. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah. And we, oh man, what a nice, ret- it'll be a nice return to Greensboro. <laughs> and I'm actually doing color analysis uh, for radio during yes. the tu- Tuesday, Wednesday games. Like I'm probably going to call a North Carolina game. There's going to be some Tuesday matchups where you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Turn Tuesday is going to be real turnt turn this year, I think. Tuesday. So excited. I'm just sad we won't have Josh Passner around. I know. Um, so, I mean, hell, but, hey, they might not have even been on Tuesday, so who knows? Ha, yeah, I guess we've had so many. Has, has there been, what, one year where there was a full yeah, like one postseason, year, like, you know, <laughs> where there wasn't a team band from the... I should know the protocol by now, what they do with the uh, bracket yeah, when uh, there's someone banned from the postseason, because we've had it happen so many times. It was Louisville a time or two? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry about my emails. Um. Yeah, so I mean, look, it's it's whatever. We don't we won't miss Georgia Tech like we miss some of the others. Um, I'm just happy Jim Beheim gets to come to Greensboro. I know en- he'll be so enjoy- excited. Enjoy my hometown, and don't complain, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I can complain about it, but I'm not you. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. It's like I can say bad things about my friend, but do not dare say a bad thing about my friend, or I will attack you. Joe Ovius, who I do the panic room with, he wants to do a panic room from my home. Um, 
yeah. I, your parents my are my room, favorite. My room does not look the same, but uh, there are like large pic- senior pictures of me hanging up around it. So maybe we'll make that happen. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. All right. Well, not much else to say really after this week. Um, I guess we'll look ahead on later in the week to Duke Carolina. Hey, same amount of points and, and through whatever games, however many games it was. I know that's the stat that Brian Ives had floated out, like that they have scored the same amount of points in like, I don't think it's the whole series. Oh, maybe. I oh, should yeah. Just it, it's like 54, 54. Is that like in the last however many? Yeah. I don't want. Well, okay, yeah. Sorry, you're right. I don't know if it's the last however many. It must be the. Here we go. But it's identical points, too. In the last 100 meetings, yeah, it's 50, and fi- 50 to 50, and then the same amount of points, which That's is nuts. pretty wild. Yeah. I'm like, you know. I don't care if I you get cut it. it off after 20 games, if it was 10 10 and the same number of points. That's nuts. It's yeah, nuts. I'm so, like. It, that's insane that over 50 games that it's ter- that it's exactly like that's oh my god i just picture we'll, brian sitting there like doing the math and be like oh my god oh my god oh my god like <laughs> and we'll get more into the stats i'm sure but i know like this is probably i mean i can't remember the last time they met when one of them wasn't ranked it hasn't been very often um and so yeah it'll be weird and i'm sure it will be gross um at least from one team's perspective <laughs> Yeah. On Saturday, I mean, who knows? Maybe Carolina will play really well. And Carolina's still gonna win. Like that's how this stuff always happens. Like no, one, no. I think they'll win one of them. Really? Yeah. It's how? the because this year's Duke is not as untouchable as previous season Dukes, and all it takes, and this is why I love college basketball and why it's also so mean and cruel, is all it takes is like one person to have an outstanding game while the better team has an okay one. Yeah, but Carolina's broken psychologically. Yeah, until right? like you get the fans are all. This is look. This is how it goes. This is how it always goes. This is. The, I just I think that they'll have the crazier one will be if they do it at Duke, but I don't think that happens. I'm not. I'm not going to guarantee anything, considering I already guaranteed state people that they would <laughs> not be swept by North Carolina, and I'm starting to sweat that one a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I won't. I'm not guarantee. I just think like it would not surprise me in any way whatsoever. Just because of the fact that I don't think that, like I said, the top three teams are clearly the best, but they're also much more beatable than the best teams in the ACC have been over the past like three, four years. Yeah, like, fair enough. That that's the thing that makes this season extra fun is that like when you have a game against Louisville, like if they decide to shoot terribly and you get, you know, the right person in a foul trouble, like, you might have a chance. Whereas when you played that Zion team, you really just had to get lucky, I think, a lot of times. But that's my... Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here on that. Thanks again for doing this. I know your schedule's been busy. And hopefully we'll get to do a live one of these um, from my home in, like... A little, a little less than a what, like a week and change here. Yeah, which is so, gonna be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, until later this week, y'all. Bye. Mm-hmm.